first time, I want to welcome you. We're glad that you could be here with us this morning to worship our risen Savior. And of course, our, uh, we're celebrating his birth uh, in this season right now. So I want to welcome you. And uh, if you are a guest with us today, if you can take a few moments to fill out this connection card, and that will just give us a little information about who you are. And of course, if you have questions about our church, you can drop it right in the offering basket right on the way out. And of course, many of you already know about our prayer requests on the back of that. If you have a prayer need, if you have a miracle that you're praying for, if you have something that you're believing for, put that prayer request down on this card because we are praying over this. When you, when you take a step forward, let me just say this. When you take a step forward for prayer on a Sunday morning, or when you write down that praise report, there's something that happens when you write it down or you take a step forward to ask for prayer. Because it is a step of faith. When we say, let faith arise, part of the faith arising is us taking some step toward what we're, what we're praying about, right? And so sometimes that faith arising in us is us just getting up on our pew and being prayed for. And sometimes that faith arising is just writing that prayer request down on the card and dropping it right in the offering basket so that people can be praying for you. And that helps to lift our faith, right? Because we know that there are people praying for us consistently every week and believing with us. And we are believing for miracles. We pray boldly on Thursday nights for these miracles because we believe um, that he's going to answer. And we've seen some answers to prayer. And so that helps faith rise up a little bit too when we see those answers to prayer. Amen? December 18th, of course, we are doing a food drive. This is in conjunction with Freedom Church and several motorcycle ministries that are getting together to do this. We want to be able to help families in need and to provide food and things. You'll notice that in the worship guide some of the details there about what you can bring. Uh, it is going to be 4 to 6, but if you wanted to bring it and you couldn't get back here after service, bring it here Sunday morning. You know, we'll, we'll get it put away and be ready for that. But 4 to 6 is, you know, because there's so many different organizations working in this. That they, they're advertising four to six, because that'd be a good drop-off time. So uh, we want to encourage you to do that, bring something in. And I uh, also want to let you know, you, hopefully you received some of these on the way in. If you didn't, make sure you grab a few. But these are our invitation cards for our Christmas services that we're having here at Heritage. I don't want to see any of these left out there on the table. I want you to take as many as you can, as many as you're going to give out, and just use them for bookmarks or something. But if you're going to... <laughs> Because that's what happens to these. If you don't hand them out, they become bookmarks on, in my library. So I don't want bookmarks. I don't need any more. I have enough. I want you to take these, take them all, hand them out, and here's an easy way to do it. Hey, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, or here at Heritage Christian Church, we're doing just a few services. I'll meet you at the door. I'm going to be there. I'll see you. Love to see you come be with us. That's simple. It's about an hour service. You know, we're not talking, you know, you're going to be sitting three-hour extravaganza, it's going to be an hour service, and we want to encourage you to come. You can do it in your own way, but it's very easy to have this, and this has all the information they need on it. So that's all I have to do is just hand them that, and we want to talk about our church, about how amazing it is, about how great your pastor is, and all that music, and all that kind of stuff, that would be great. Whatever you want to do to, to uh, encourage someone to come, and uh, let them know there's coffee, and there's going to be other things as well, hot chocolate, we're going to have cookies on Christmas Eve Eve. And our Christmas Day celebration, just a reminder, it's going to be at 11 o'clock, not 10. For some of you, I'm going to say it's at 10, so that way you're here at the time. But no, 11 o'clock, Christmas morning, it's going to be very laid back. We're just coming together because the real reason for Christmas is Christ. And we want to be able to gather together, maybe sing a few songs together. We're going to keep it very laid back and a great time together. 
some things to celebrate, some things to praise God for. Our Hope Restored store gave, gave $1,470 to Kind Hearts for Kids. This is a, yeah, that's awesome. This, this past month. This organization helps orphans, or, or specifically people who are in foster care, and they help foster families and kids in foster care, but they also help grandparents, which we're, what we're seeing a lot more of today, grandparents who are raising their grandchildren. And uh, so this is, this is going to be money that will help them continue the mission of just doing great and kind things for kids that much of the world has forgotten about. And we want to be able to partner with them and serve them. So we're able to, to do that. And another praise report is, you know, I, I gathered together with the Hope Restored Luncheon several months ago. And I said, you know, over this next last year, I've always had to say, we gave just under $10,000. Just under ten. I'm like, I just wanted this year to say we gave over $10,000, you know, this year. So, so far this year, with one more, with one month left, we have given over $10,000. And we're $48 away from $20,000 over two years. So, over the, and last year wasn't even a full year that we were open. So we've been able to really support and help a lot of different organizations here in our community that are helping those in need. And this is critical. This is important work that we're doing and important work that so many people are volunteering their time to do. And uh, it's been a huge blessing. Now, uh, we are no stranger to miracles here in this church. And I just want to share with another one. Of course, just a few weeks ago, uh, many of you blessed us and our family with a huge miracle you know, for, for housing, for our housing. And, uh, of course, before that, we were looking for a miracle just for a house in general, anywhere, to buy, to purchase. And God answered that prayer. God answered our prayer for the down payment through many of you and your giving. Uh, this past week, um, you know, we were just kind of looking at the church finances. They're always a little bit tight. And Tuesday morning, you know, Don and I were talking, and I went to my office, and I just prayed, Lord, this is your church. Um, I don't know where it's going to come from, but you did it, and you own it. So the very next day, Josiah to basketball practice, uh, sitting in the car, and I get a random text from a former student of mine in youth group. I won't give his name just in case he doesn't know his name in youth group, but uh, he was in our youth group. He was involved in our leadership in Worcester, and a uh, great young guy, went to live at the university, came back home, got involved in a small sign company in Worcester, it was small at the time, kind of got in on the ground floor, so he actually was a partial owner of it. And they recently sold the, their business, and he's been he working for the company. But he said, you know, Pastor John, I'm, I'm tithing to three different places, and I want to tithe a portion of that to your church. So we're texting back and forth, and just kind of checking in to see how he's been doing over these years. It's been probably over 10 years since I've talked to him. And it seems so random, but it's literally the next day. And I, I tell him, I said, I, I just prayed yesterday Tell them a little bit about our Hope Restored store and how we've been blessing our community and some of the things there. And uh, I said, you know, Don and I have had this conversation where you know, giving away this money we probably could use, but we know that that's not what God's asking. And I keep saying, you know, if we're doing that, I know God's going to bless us back somehow. And I just happened to mention over the last couple of years we're about twenty thousand dollars we've given away. And he said, that's interesting. That's exactly how much I was paying at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
times. Oh, $20,000 to our church. So, uh, miracle of miracles. I'm saying that today. Miracle of miracles. Thank you, Lord. He does. He knows our every need, right? He knows our every need. And so we, we are now strangers to miracles here in this church. Because he's been in recent times. Uh, we're continuing to dig for more. We're continuing to dig for your miracle. The things that you're praying for, your family members that you want to come back to Christ, we're praying for them. The healings we're praying for. We're going to be down with healing people today. But we're waiting for more miracles in this next season. Now, most of us, when we come into Christmas, we have some favorite Christmas movies that we like to watch. Every year, it's kind of like becomes a tradition. Let's uh, let's hear some of your favorites. Go ahead and call them out. It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, one of my favorites. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas Story. Christmas Story. The Santa Claus. Anyone else? Maybe even some ideas of what to buy them. It's uh, 
cards. And Christmas is a pretty big deal. We do a lot of things for Christmas. And we do a lot of planning around Christmas time. A lot of work, a lot of time, and of course, a lot of money goes into Christmas. See, the first Christmas wasn't any different. There was planning being done in heaven. Things that needed to be done before the first Christmas was about to take place. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. I want you to key in on that verse, but when the right time came. But when the right time came. What is the right time? What needed to be accomplished? What, what was the right season for Christ to come to this earth? What needed to be accomplished before the birth of Christ? You see, the world was being prepared for Advent, was being prepared for the coming, was being prepared for the arrival of Christ. And a number of things happened in the preparation stages. It really kept the angels in heaven pretty busy. They had to give quite a few messages before Jesus Christ was born. You see, an angel appeared and announced the birth of John to Zechariah in his old age. So here an angel has to go and tell John or Zechariah that he's going to have a son named John. Luke, that's in Luke chapter 1. We see Zechariah's wife and Mary's cousin, who becomes a uh, Elizabeth, who becomes pregnant with a boy, would be called John the Baptist. And this John the Baptist is going to prepare the way even further for the Messiah. The angel Gabriel tells Mary that she would have a, a son conceived by the Holy Spirit. So here we have Gabriel, who's busy at work making sure that the message gets across to this young virgin Mary. Then the angel Gabriel also appeared to Joseph, and the announcement that Mary would have a son conceived by the Holy Spirit then given to Joseph as well. Matthew chapter 1, verse 25. Then we have Mary who visits Elizabeth. Said that John the Baptist even has a baby. You don't think that you're going to understand that. Because he sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit was there even in that moment. Then there's the journey of Mary and Joseph to a small town called Bethlehem. So quite a bit of planning went in to this time that we call Christmas. All of this led up to the main event birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in a place that no one thought they would find a king. All of history hinged on this one event. This one event changed everything for all time. And the first Christmas took a lot of planning in heaven, but there are also things happening on earth to prepare for the arrival of the Messiah. And I still have those echoes. There are things happening here on earth. See, the world had been prepared politically for the birth of Christ. See, the world conquest of Alexander the Great, who took over many of the areas of that time, developed a common language called Greek. This is what many of the New Testament, all the New Testament writings are written in, the language of Greek. So we knew that he had to come back at the right time. He had to, he had to come to this earth at the right time, the language. But there was also another season of time for Israel, who had faced Roman occupation. And they were devastated by Rome. And they were yearning for this Messiah. 
They were waiting for this Messiah. They wanted things to change. They didn't want things to remain the same. They didn't want to be in control of Rome any longer. They were weary of this occupation. The world had been prepared morally because paganism and false religions had buried God in this visible world. A lunar God, a loving God, was unknown. They didn't understand the loving God. chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem city of David. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those who, with whom God is pleased. Praise of the angels. So when Christ came, he brought praise with him. Praise the Lord. So we just this radiant light, and then the host of angels that followed after that. The shepherds ran to find out about this Christ child. They found out what Christmas was. They already Christmas Watch over the sheep. Or maybe even to those who weren't so quite highly esteemed. Or maybe to people who prefer to be with lambs rather than people. Yet they had a special calling. These shepherds in Bethlehem, they were not from far from Jerusalem. They likely raised the sacrificial lambs sold in the magnificent temple. Around this neck of the woods, shepherding in his flock. He wrote very popular songs like Psalms 123. The Lord is my shepherd. And even though his work and efforts weren't counted maybe as valuable to his own family, in his moments in the fields, he encountered the great shepherd, the good shepherd. And from these pastures, David was called to shepherd the people of Israel as their most noble. The line from which the Messiah would come. And once again, we see Christmas is about remembering that God takes small and insignificant events and people to do profound works and wonders. Aren't we glad that that's the 
throughout scripture, we were talking about this at youth group on Thursday night. Throughout scripture, all throughout scripture, God used people that no one thought could be used or that would be used. He even told Samuel, You look on the outside, but I see you. Don't look by outside things. Look like Peter, just a crass, sometimes crass fisherman. Shepherds, tax collectors, those that we probably Jesus later calls himself the great shepherd in John 10, 11, echoing back to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall be And the host of angels appeared and gave praise and glory to God. So where are you, Christmas? Of course, Christmas is in a stable with little fanfare, only praise to the angels, and you sing by shepherds, there are no parties. No baby shower, no gifts. The gifts came later. The Magi came. It's Mary, Joseph, animals, angels, and the shepherds. And the little baby Jesus. Where are you, Christmas? Christmas begins and ends with Jesus. Christmas begins and ends with Jesus. And if Christmas starts with
Christ needs to remain the center of Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas is that God remains in the center of us. The greatest gift of Christmas has already been given. It's you. When you give your life to Christ, Christmas means more to you than just gifts. More than holiday traditions. More than snow. And more than Christmas. Christmas is where God sent his son as the greatest gift of all. It's a new life. Hope. Future. Eternal life. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Why haven't you gone yet? See, leaving Christ out of Christmas means Christmas without purpose. Where are you, Christmas? I don't know. Christmas has not gone away. It has not strayed. But we have. Where there is laughter, where is the laughter? He needs to bring it. Why can't I hear music again? See, leaving Christ out of Christmas takes away the Music loses depth. All we're left with are songs about snow and sand. And she goes on to say, My world is changing. I'm rearranging, but that means Christmas changes too. Again, I would say Christmas hasn't changed, but we have. It's time to do some rearranging in our lives, some reordering of our lives to bring Christmas back to its original purpose. Remember the Christ child sent to us as a gift for all humankind so that we can be saved and so that we can be changed and so that we can have eternal life. The celebration of a gift given to the world to save us from sin. And for some of us, this is a reminder to not get caught up in the busyness of Christmas and to slow down and enjoy Christmas for what it really is. For others, this is a chance for a new start in life, to rearrange, to reorder to allow God to change you and to make you something different. Where are you, Christmas? This Christmas season, would you accept the gift that's been given to us? The gift that has been given to you? Christmas begins and ends with Jesus. Christmas is near you right now. This morning, maybe you're watching online. Jesus is knocking on your door. Will you let him in? Will you receive the gift of Christmas? May you recognize your need for him. You need your life change. You can open the door of your heart right now and allow Christmas, allow Christ to be in today. What better time to give your life to Christ than the season we celebrate? better life to give your life back to Christ in the season that we celebrate this coming. See, in the shadow of the birth of Christ, of Christ 
shadow of the birth of Christ was a prophet. It's a promise. The shadow of the stable is a promise. Jesus came to die. He came to die and sacrifice for our sins so that we can be forgiven of our sins, so that we could have new life, so that we could have life abundantly. All I have to do this morning is admit that you've sinned. We all have. Ask for forgiveness. The way that Jesus Christ died on the cross for sin. Resurrected from the dead so that we can rise to new life. He'll make you new, he'll transform your life, but we have to receive the gift. If you'd like to take this step today, if you'd like to accept this gift, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. You can say every head bowed and every eye closed with me. Pray this for yourself. Try to read it. Say it out loud if you'd like to. Say something like, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Make me invite you into my life right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and change me. In Jesus' name I pray. If you said that prayer, I encourage you to download the app on your computer because God's word is going to be fed on your phone. And look for a devotion called First Steps in Deliverance. And I will help you to continue to grow in your faith and take the next step. Lord, this Christmas season, remind us of how much you love us. Remind us of the gift that you gave to us. For the sending of your son to die for us. Help us to find the true meaning of Christmas. This is nothing without you. Help our Christmas to be focused on you. Help us to be a light in this dark world that shines brightly Believing that there is a light that shines in darkness, which darkness shall not overcome. And may the love of the Creator, the joy of the Spirit, 